Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here. That is terrific. Oh, and welcome to the Strips Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host. First up, a man who cried himself to sleep after Edin Dzeko's Champions League final stinker. It's Ben Wally. I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> oh, goodness me. And a man who had a Champions League final stinker of his own after accidentally engraving Manchester City on the trophy. It's Harry Martinez. <laughs> I was going with the Sri Lankan team, mate. It was the wrong one. <laughs> is there, a, there is not a Sri Lankan team called Manchester. Sorry, sorry, but there's got to be. There's not. Surely. Have a word. As if, as if we've started this week. FC. As if we start this week with Sri Lankan football. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing Sri Lankan football. This is what the people are here for. This is what they're here for. <laughs> well, talking of stinkers, I want to start us off with uh, with Ozzyar Diles because he dropped an absolute clanger on Twitter the other week. Is he still about? Uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> quite, quite active on Twitter. Um, so when Tottenham appointed their new manager, Anz Postacoglu, um, on a four-year deal that will inevitably run for six months when he's sacked, <laughs> among the Spurs fans celebrating was former player Ozzy Ardiles. Uh, and he put on Twitter, I think he got a bit too excited here with the announcement, he put, welcome Ange Costapoglu. <laughs> How? How have you managed that? He's he cost that much. He's gone from Australian to Portuguese. Just go on Google <laughs> and search it, and his name is there. Just copy and paste it. Come on, Aussie. Costa Poglu. Better than that. Costa Poglu. That is pure mercy. He's down the pub, and his mate has got the name wrong, and he's just ran with it. Oh, mate, you know, at the end of the summer, when we have the most Paul Merson moment that wasn't Paul Merson, he's getting in there. <laughs> I don't know. Paul Merson's yet to try and say it, so we'll see how he gets on. <laughs> We're bringing forward Alan Shearer's Christian Benteke. Poster Man Coglu. <laughs> Poster Man Coglu. Well, he's just called him Ange Big for the entire uh, <laughs> like six months he's there. How, realistically, how long do you think he's going to last as Spurs manager? Well, th- I think he's a similar appointment to what Nuno was, and we saw how long Nuno lasted. Yeah. It's all right, because he'll just sign half the Celtic say, squad. But based on the transfer rumours, he is going to sign half the Celtic squad. And no offence, they're not going to be up to standard, are they? And Japanese internationals, because that's what he did. I can't wait until he brings in a bunch of blokes from the J League and there's a bunch there's Spurs fans going, Oh, I've seen him play forty four times. He's unreal. <laughs> He's gonna be brilliant for us. Sorry, no, you haven't. I, I personally am all for it. I wanna see them sign that Celtic team because I reckon <laughs> they'll absolutely smash it in the championship next year well, when they get relegated. The, the age old question of where would Celtic and Rangers finish in the Premier League? Unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> for Spurs fans, it's gonna be under their name. Oh, I can't believe there was a rumour that he's getting Carter Vickers. Who, who was at Spurs before, no? A Spursy then. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, the other week, if you remember rightly, on, on the topic of teams, we've got a far better team than Spurs here, trust me. Uh, we, we talked about, um, it was a charity game at Rangers, if you both remember, and how, how it was yep. filled yes. with iconic names. I have, I have another one for you. Uh, so, Real Betis put on a testimonial for, for Joaquin a few weeks ago. Among the players what who man. played was Streets Don't Forget Hall of Famer Sani Cazorla. Scored an incredible goal, which we've uh, we've posted over on our Twitter, so go and have a look at that. That's Absolutely unreal bit of football that. I saw a tweet about Soccer Aid and how they should have you know you know the World Exercise always filled with players like yeah, Roberto yeah. Carlos and, and they should have you know, they should get people in that are actually gonna go full pelt on those games and just run riot. And just win like fifteen nil <laughs> in the name of charity. Digging out Nanny for not passing. It's soccer aid, who cares? Yeah. You've raised over many millions to charity. Oh no, Nanny's not passed. Whatever. Like, come on. <laughs> Nanny didn't pass when he played for Man United. Like, well, he's not going to pass his soccer aid, is he? Disappointed oh. he doesn't he didn't ruin another beautiful goal, a la the Ronaldo <laughs> one that you completely oh, fucked so up. Good. Iconic. I've got the team team now. Are you ready for this? This is so good. I, I'm, I'm yes. gonna give you there's a few names in there that you just won't remember or won't recognise. But some of the players that played included Ika Casillas, Sergio Ramos, Johan Capdevilla, uh, Danny Ceballos played. Yes. Guti, of course. 
Uh, Julio Baptista. Uh, what a lineup this is, of yeah. course. Uh, Raul. Uh, on the subs bench, it was Roberto Carlos, uh, Geiska Mendieta. Yeah, because he can't last more than 19 Javier, Javier oh, Saviola. Another oh. bit of Mendieta. Uh, Fernando Morientes. Oh, Rob Van uh, Borja Valero, Pepe Reina, and Hector Bellerin. What's crazy about that? Is I'd, probably, I'd pay more money to watch that game than I would most DFL games. I was going to say, I reckon the tickets for that were dirt cheap, and you get that lineup. That's what I mean. I'm you know, you know how we play. did the, the tournament over the last few weeks, and we said about getting the tournament going? What we should somehow, some way, do a Streets Don't Forget charity match and just get loads of Streets Don't Forget players. But, mate, it'll be when we're in our 15th season doing a testimonial <laughs> for ourselves and we've got the same tournament going on. <laughs> oh, do we get the team? Sorry, the sorry. I'll just say at your knees, you're not playing. Oh, yeah, but I'll get something. You can do the Roberto Carlos five minutes at Soccer Aid, you'll be fine. I just can't believe Dan's a goalkeeper. He's still throwing me that. I'm going to I'm gonna score past him. I'm going to be hitting the Barini hand bite. <laughs> <in the stadium. laughs> you will do no such thing. Not in my heart. <laughs> It's time to play that funky jingle, white boy. We're heading to Fat Corner. Let's oh, go. Oh, yes. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Uh, so, to start us off, one you've probably seen this week quite a lot. Uh, Emerson Palmieri is the first player to win every UEFA competition. So, the Champions League, the Europa League. Europa Conference League, the Euros, and the UEFA Super Cup. Is he really? I yeah. haven't seen that. Completed the set with uh, with West Ham. That's Love mental. Him. That Congratulations crazy. to him. Uh, Nemanja Vidic is the only Premier League winner with a surname made entirely of Roman numerals. That's pretty that cool. Is, that is fantastic trivia. That yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> there, there's some more. There's some more bangers in here. I've I've got some good facts for you this week. Don't worry. Uh, England are the only nation to have ever won a World Cup while wearing red. Oh. I did know that actually. I did know. For that. a second, I wondered if you were going to stop there. Like England are the only nation to have ever won a World Cup. Fantasy rewriting football history. Spain are gone. Germany are gone. France <laughs> are gone. We're all that's left. Obviously, Spain played in. Was it blue in the 2010 final? Uh, yes. Netherlands. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, you're going to love this one, especially because of one of the players, and that is Bobby Zamora. Well, Bobby Zamora and Obafemi Martins are the only two players in Premier League history to have scored penalties with both their right and left foot. I saw, I did know that one as well. What a partnership that, that is as well. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, I've got a few more letter-based ones, kind of similar to the, the Swindon mackerel fact. Yeah, that we mackerel. Yeah. Back, back when Fact Corner started over many episodes ago. Uh, the first one for you, Hull City is the only team in the Football League the name in which you can't colour in any of the letters. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how much you try. Uh, St. Johnston is the only team in Britain with a J in it. That Ooh. is mental. That yeah. is mental. Alden Beath is the only team in the UK with the letters A, B, C, D and E in its name. That's oh. also mental. Yeah. I have to remember those for Scrabble. <laughs> if you can get cowed and beef on a Scrabble board I'm a magic man mate you watch <laughs> can, you, can you use it in a sentence <laughs> uh, and the last one for you only three times has the world transfer record been broken by teams not from Italy, England or Spain would you like to guess who are the teams obviously one of them is, is PSG signing Neymar but there are two teams not uh -huh. from Italy, England or Spain would you like to guess those teams China you're China? just guessing China as a whole. I'm going with China. <laughs> the Chinese national team has broken the transfer record. The two teams, River Plate and Falkirk. And Falkirk. How much did they spend? In 1922, Falkirk paid £5,000 for West Ham United, and this is an excellent name, by the way, Sidney Puddlefoot. <laughs> oh, mate. What a player. I have a poster of him in my bedroom as well. Ten years later, in 1932, River Plate paid £32,000 for Bernabe Ferreira. That's incredible. I've got a poster of him next to it as well. <laughs> he went on to build the Madrid Stadium as well. Fantastic. What an effort for him. <laughs> well, that is all for Fat Corner this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed. It's a fact. I'm talking about facts. Try to play that funky jingle, white boy. <laughs>
just, just have to come up with different ways to intro things, you know. You get your own special intros every week, so why why shouldn't Fat Corner? It's just as important. I am impressed that it's still going, the intros. I think I'd have absolutely run out of things. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, don't you worry. It's never going to stop. He's been sat down for five days straight just writing them out. (laughs) We've got little little post-it notes around the room. You just wait. Harry's been accused of engraving the Champions League trophy wrong this week. The accusations are only going to get worse. (laughs) I have have proof as well. They're no longer accusations. They're facts. Get them in the corner. (laughs) Have you got anything you'd uh, you'd like to talk about? Any any little topics to discuss? I would would like to discuss uh, something I've seen today on Twitter, and it's um, the whoscored.com Twitter page, which has been tweeting out the strengths and weaknesses of players that people have been requesting. And some of these are absolutely, absolutely mind-boggling. For example, you can have, like, they've got Jude Bellingham to start you off nice and easy. So he's got five strengths. Uh, Passing would be one of my guesses. Passing is one of them. Dribbling. Dribbling is another one. Uh, Key passes. Key passes did another one. What Dan's not told you is that he's just reading this off the picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, through balls and tackling as well. I assume he's got no weaknesses. Yeah, his weaknesses are none, yeah. This player has no significant weaknesses. Which, okay, you can kind of understand. Well, if one of the players I assume we're going to come to has no weaknesses, then Bellingham definitely has no weaknesses. <laughs> uh, first, I think the first one we could approach is Marcus Rashford, who many have claimed have had the season of his life. Uh and United fans have wrongly said that he's going to be voted for the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> so his weakness, I'll start with his weakness. His weakness is defensive contribution. His strengths, this player has no significant <laughs> strength. I'd, I'd argue single-handedly crushing the Conservative Party would be a... Yeah, beat the kids and he will score. Let's go. Well done. Uh, to be uh, fair, he's had about six months of good form in his entire career, so this isn't really a surprise. Here's another one for you. David Raya, wanted by uh, Manchester United a and a couple of other clubs. His, his strengths are long passing. That's why they want him, because the Hayes' weaknesses are Raya's strength. <laughs> long <laughs> passing. <laughs> shot stopping and saving close range shots. Weaknesses, this player has no significant weaknesses. Well, apart from probably playing outfield, I'd imagine. Uh, I'll give you Darwin Nunez before we get on to two stinkers. I'll give you Darwin Nunez just for... Just for knowledge. Are we, are we, hang Strength? on, are we passing Darwin Nunes not as a stinker then? Oh, no, because Ooh. they've got this one right. They've got this okay, one right, okay. is what I mean. So his strengths are finishing key passes and headed attempts. His, we- his weaknesses are offside awareness, <laughs> holding onto the ball, crossing, <laughs> passing, and defensive contribution. Offside awareness. And- I, I think I've got another one. Because he another weakness is he keeps getting targeted by weird <laughs> on TikTok. And I'm sorry, I'm not signing a player who that happens to. <laughs> He might see that as a strength. <laughs> okay, if you see that as a strength, bro, you're going on the list. <laughs> I don't see it as a strength, but knowing Darwin, that's next mate, week's intro sorted for Harry. Lovely. <laughs> but, Harry Martinez. <laughs> strengths. This player has no significant strengths, weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me. Oh, I'm, I'm glad there's not some kind of like quota on the, the, the number of bleeps we can use because I might have to bleep that entire section. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's oh. just going to be one minute and a half bleep. <laughs> so I really hope you've enjoyed the last like two minutes of the podcast. Well done, everyone. Nunes, I had a concerning when your striker's weaknesses are holding onto the ball with offside awareness. They're like two key points <laughs> of the game, though. <laughs> Literally, when he's onside, he'll lose the ball. And when he's not, you haven't won the ball. Right, and I'll give you uh, one of the Arsenal favourites and the Arsenal not favourites is Nicola Pepe, uh, famous for being a flop. His strengths are passing, dribbling and crossing and his weaknesses, this player has no significant weaknesses. <laughs> oh, I'd like okay. to call him. Then he punched the hole right through the lap. Well, you've never watched a game of football without <laughs> telling me you've never watched a game of football. I never saw him use his right foot. Like, how is that not a weakness? <laughs> Iron Robin made it work. Well, to be fair, I can see it. Strengths crossing, crossing the channel back to France and not doing it in the Premier League. Like. Well, I'll give, I'll give you Trent's because Trent's is interesting because, as we know, Trent has been transformed into a midfielder. And judging by his strengths and weaknesses, he should stay as far forward in the pitch as possible because his strengths are crossing key passes, taking set pieces, passing, dribbling, direct free kicks, ball interception and concentration. His weaknesses, tackling. 
<laughs> Why would you stick him at right? He's back? done well to not have defensive positioning on that weaknesses list. But yeah, yeah, concentration's a bit of a contentious. It's almost one. like he should have been playing in midfield his entire career, isn't it? Literally, yeah. I uh, I urge the, the listeners to go and go and check some of those out because some of them will blow your mind. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't believe they've got no strengths for Marcus Rashford and no weaknesses. How is this happening? So rude. The thing is, who scored? Some people take as gospel. Like, if you get a 10 rating on who scored, you've had the game of your life. And yet they've dropped those <laughs> clangers. They, they clearly don't follow Rashford on Instagram because his timing on putting up those posts whenever someone does his celebration, you can't teach that. You cannot teach That's that. That's within seconds. Strength response to a celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've uh, we've mentioned the Champions League a few times already. Uh, so this week, I, I wanted to discuss our favourite streets so I forget Champions League memories. And this this was inspired by uh, the one and only Romelu Lukaku. Because let's be honest, that was one of the worst performances I have ever seen anybody put in. Not just in a Champions League final. That is just one of the worst performances I think I've seen. The thing is... He found more chances than anyone else on the pitch. So he was doing something right, and then it just all went wrong. Yeah, but he found more chances than anyone else on the, pl- the pitch and blocked them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, he wasn't finishing them, bro. <laughs> he, he, he has a tendency of doing this, of where he looks incredible until he's in front of the goal, and that's where you want him to be. He was Man City's defensive player of the year, like 100%. <laughs> But Man City played with the three at the back and with the one in midfield because they knew Big Rom was just slotting in as a fourth. <laughs> he was their second Volante, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that performance is straight so I forget for all the wrong reasons. Like, no one's ever going to forget that performance. It's going to be 10 years' time. I remember when Lukaku came on that Champions League final, blocked a, a clear goal and then missed a sitter. We were we were in the pub and we were like, what do you think the storyline is going to be in a game? And we were like, is it going to be like Gundogan scoring in his last game for City, potentially? Is it going to be, like, say, Dzeko does it against his old team, Erling Haaland? The one we didn't have was (laughs) who comes on and drops the best disaster class I've ever seen. is exactly the word that has to be used for it. It was that bad. The only way I can see it being forgotten is because this is probably his sixth disaster class in a big game that's happened in his career and he's still got a lot left. But does it reach the point where you kind of feel sorry for him? What I don't get is, is how does he... He's obviously a great player because he's got so many big moves and he scores a lot of goals. But if you watch him in a big game, he is dog. It's kind of like Morata, though, for me. Oh, mate, yeah, but Morata like, just seems I'm just, to score. I'm just willing him to score. Like, I don't even like Inter Milan. Sorry, Internazionale. <laughs> <laughs> and the one where he just kicks it into Edison's foot. My, I, my head was in my hand. Oh, mate. Talking about you mentioning Internationale, have you seen that clip of Jamie Carragher trying to talk to Rafa Liao? (laughs) (laughs) Like subtitles up, don't they? Because he doesn't know what he's saying. The way he's trying to converse to him, instead of just trying to talk slower and more pronounced, he just starts talking in what he thinks is more Italian language. Scouse barely translates into English. It doesn't go into Portuguese (laughs) or Italian. Instead of saying, Mika Richard losing, because instead of saying Inter Milan to him, he just goes, Internazionale. Because, <laughs> like, he can't understand you saying Inter, let alone the full name, mate. Also, also, while we're on the topic of, uh, of, of Carragher and, and CBS sports coverage, little message for Jack Grealish, although he's probably a bit too drunk to even listen to the podcast. But don't you dare disrespect Thierry Henry by asking, would Carl Walker be able to stop him? Have a word with you. Oh, mate, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, no, Cole, Cole Walker, Walker, great defender, <laughs> but he's not stopping Henri because nobody can stop. Him. When Henri goes in my prime all day, <laughs> I'm glad he backed himself because he, he's absolutely right. Jack Grealish, hey, he's world. arguably the greatest Premier League player of all time, and he's just been asked <laughs> if Cole Walker would stop you. Yeah, I don't know. You want to talk about getting upstaged in the Champions League final, though? Like Lukaku's a bit of a stinker. Do you remember the uh, Juve Madrid final when Ronaldo got the hat trick? And Mandzukic oh, yeah. scored the banger. He scored an incredible goal. And like Mandzukic is a player that Dan and I love. Oh yeah. And I remember watching him score. It was like, holy, shit, is this the moment? It was an unreal goal. It was so it so good. Best Champions League final goals ever. The one I'd rank it alongside is obviously the Bale overhead kick against. Yeah. Uh, unreal. Liverpool. 
and the Zidane and Zidane against, against Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. Wow. Imagine scoring that and being like, this is it. This is going to galvanise us to the win. And then Madrid just put you to the sword and it's not even close. Oh, my heart broke for him. Sancho's made a good run and he gets the cross into Higuain and then Mario Mandzukic! Oh, that is so special from Mario Mandzukic! I remember I was working at that point and I, as I was walking around where I was working, I, I just called that point because he doesn't do any work now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to talk, him. hang on. Yeah, I'm going to um, I was walking around and I just looked on like the big screen that was in one of the rooms and I could just see the Mandzukic goal. I was like, oh my word, are they actually going to do it? No. Oh, no, they didn't. No. 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 The, the thing about that Madrid team in that era where they got to, was it like three, one, three finals in a row? Mm. Yeah. They I always, think they won five in total with Bale and Casemiro. They always put on entertaining finals and that I can appreciate. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at the one last year. I'll say there's nothing... Yeah, I was going to say that one. There's nothing more than you must love as a fan than yeah, you're playing your biggest rivals in the final. And the Liverpool yeah, one. Yeah, the Liverpool one the, was also in unreal. It goes to extra time and you're like, oh, I'm a bit nervy. And then they're just like, sorry, lads. We forgot how good we were, but we're back. <laughs> and they just carve you apart. Oh, it no, must be just, such a glorious day. It's just Ancelotti raising his eyebrow or Zidane just doing nothing. And then all of a sudden yeah. they, they've won. <laughs> no it. management, just vibes from Zidane. Off they go. <laughs> on, on the on the topic of finals, uh, we, we've got to we've got to talk about Istanbul and Liverpool because that oh, man, that man. is probably one of the most iconic games of oh, 100%. the past twenty years. Like that's what football is all about. That game. That's like you've single handedly dragged your team kicking and streaming to the title. There, what a performance! The only issue is they lost it two years later to the same team. If they yeah, won that, it would have solidified it. You know? That Milan team was nuts. Oh, it was so good. Crespo and Shevchenko up front with Kaká behind them. Like, oh, oh, how did they lose to a team with? Was it was Harry Kuehl playing with Milan Barros oh, at top? I'm going to find us that Liverpool team quickly because it absolutely. Jimmy Traore. Jimmy Traore is in that team. I mean, the reason, the reason they won that is because Jersey Dudek is about 10 foot off his line at the start of every I was, penalty. I was going to bring yeah. this up. Uh, in retrospect, probably all of those penalties should have been retaken because Dudek was a good six yards off his line. Every oh, mate, he's miles off his line. Uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the wobbly knees, a little throwback to Bruce Grobelar as well. Oh, yeah. The Dudek wobbly right, knees. We're doing the, the charity match. Given this, this recent development, we should demand that the penalty shootout be retaken as well. But with the players at their current ages, I just want to see what happens. Are you, are you ready for this Liverpool team? Actually, do you know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give you, I'll give you the Milan team first to let you know what they're up against. So the starting 11... Is this a game of start 11? Yes, you're going to have to guess them all in five seconds. So Dida was in goal, Cafu was at right-back, centre-backs were Stam and Nesta, Aldini at left-back. The midfield three was uh, Pirlo, Gattuso and Clarence Seydorf. A Kaka in behind, then Shevchenko and Crespo up front. <laughs> How lost. did this team ever lose had, a game? On, on the bench, they had Costa Curta, Rui Costa. Rui Costa, what? Um, yeah. The Liverpool team, slightly less good, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Not on the night of Barry. Dudek was in goal. Uh, the back four was Steve Finnan, Jamie Carragher, Sammy Huppier, and Jimmy Traore. Uh, all right, that started off not too bad, and then Jimmy Chiori came. Uh, Jabby, Jabby Alonso was at holding midfield, unreal player, by the way. I mean, that's class. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luis Garcia was on the right. Uh, John John Arnarisa was on the left. Uh, in midfield was Gerard and Harry Kuehl as like a, a shadow striker. And up front was Milan Barros. I'm sorry, oh, yes. Milan Barros. Didn't he have dribble CC at this Absolute point as bench is wow scott carson uh, a bloke i don't think i've ever heard of or remember hossame oh what a player got a poster of him next to the other <laughs> team mate <laughs> signed hossame shirt in the wardrobe yeah. mate. uh dimmy dimmy haman antonio nunez oh, yeah. i can assume is Nunez's Darwin's dad, father. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> igor biscan oh mate he had a Rocket of a right uh, foot. Vladimir Smitsa and Gibral Cisse. Gibral oh, Cisse, yes. yeah. What a man. Quality of that bench. I wouldn't have been surprised to see one of our names how, on the list. How like... have Milan lost that final? How did they 
claw back three in the second half when they've got to use players from that bench. They've got Scott Carlson, mate. He played ninety minutes in the quarterfinal of that Champions League, and that's the only minutes he's played in the Champions League, and he's currently won two. I've I've just had another thought. So obviously, we've we've spoken about Dudek being you know a mile off his line for the penalties. Does does this Liverpool team, in retrospect, need to have a bit of rewriting of history? Because if you remember, in the semi-finals, they scored the ghost goal against Chelsea that was never over the line. Yeah, Louis Garcia. Oh, yeah. Have 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 they pulled a Papis Cissé and committed serious footballing fraud? (laughs) We might have to reopen the court next week, boys. The court is back in session next week. The court is back next week. Liverpool, 05, Champions League. You boys are in trouble. We've compared one goal in which Papi Cissi has scored in a match where Newcastle were already winning to Champions League winning side Liverpool uh, with arguably the greatest performance. Here and we will get to the bottom of it next week. <laughs> I feel like this one's bigger. Yes, this is a huge case of fraud. Now, big problem. It was, it was a, a sensational game. Probably... The best comeback of all time, if not one of. It's not my favourite UCL comeback, though. No, no, not not a chance. Like, it was it was sensational. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of pure enjoyment, we've got to talk about that Barcelona Roma second leg. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. Oh, God, this Ooh. this was sensational, Ooh. though. You know, you know the one Barcelona won three nil, and. In yes. the first, uh, three one. Sorry, in the first leg, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. They're going to be cruising into the uh, the away section. All they've got to do is just not somehow produce one of the worst performances you've ever seen, and then up step Roma. For context, right? This this Barca team had conceded, I think, three goals in the Champions League all season. You say this, you say this but we, we have covered this very game in a quiz and we decided that we the have. team was yeah. was a bit weird. Like, Sergio Rebuo, right mid, is just not working. The, the, the worst thing about that is about, what was it, two years later where Liverpool did it to him again? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've, we've, got, we've got plenty of time to discuss Barca. We'll, we'll, we'll continue oh. with, the, with the Roma game for now. And just to make it even better, do you know who scored the first goal or their goal in the, uh, the home leg, the Barca leg for Roma? None other than uh, Edin uh, Dzeko. Oh, for God's he sake. He starts oh, the God comeback. They go into the They obviously win 3-0 with one of my favourite bits of commentary of all time. Yeah, Peter Drury. Yeah, Peter Drury. Costas Manalas, the Greek god in Rome. Barca, like, nowhere to be seen. And then he's like, Roma have arisen from their ruin. My hair is standing on end just thinking about it. <laughs> the atmosphere in that stadium, I cannot even begin to imagine. And they're tired! Roma have risen from their ruins! Manolas, the Greek god in Rome! The unthinkable unfolds before our eyes! This was not meant to happen. This could not happen. This is happening. Barcelona, extraordinary, eight minutes from elimination, and Di Francesco does not know where to go, Iniesta does not know where to look, it is a Greek from Mount Olympus, who has come to the seven hills of Rome, and pulled up a miracle. Oh yeah mate, it is one of those moments that you think if you were there, it had been... You you would have lost your mind at the game, and you wouldn't have recovered it to a week later. Oh, honestly. And I think I think I like it so much because that Roma team isn't like another Galactico side. They're just like they're good, but they're just like it's a solid, just solid, yeah, they were reliable good. team. Yeah, yeah, they were good. I mean, so, talking about the come the the, the the best comeback I I can think of is definitely that Barcelona against Paris Saint Germain. Was it the how many goals for it? Six one, six one. Yeah. Six one. We just spoken about Sergio Roberto right mid not being the one, <laughs> and then he popped up with the winner. And, I think that how good Neymar was in that game is oh, absolutely. Yeah. You think people That's forget it was one of the reasons PSG signed him, wasn't yeah. it? Based solely off that performance. I think people kind of forget how good he was since the PSG move. Absolutely, he he never should have gone there. Like, don't give me right. He's still there. a good player at PSG, but when he was in that Barca side. 
that Messi, Suarez, Neymar front three. Ooh. Unreal. Unreal stuff. I mean, that, that game just summed it up, really. I mean, they went into that game. Didn't they go 1-0 down as well? So it was five uh, nil no, on no, aggregate no. with an away I goal. I think it went to like they got they went, they went two one up, and then Cavani scored, if I remember rightly, to make it two one. And they had to score four more. It was in like fifteen twenty thinking, minutes as well, wasn't it? It was absolutely stupid. I think Neymar got a direct free kick, buried it, and everyone was like, oh, "Okay, there might be a chance here." And then that got it's a great finish as well. Basically, what, what we've established is that. Uh, for the best, most memorable streets won't forget Champions League moments. We just need Barca in the knockout stages because then we move over to Liverpool a few years later uh, <laughs> where, they, where they go there and they're 3-0 up and they lose 4-0 at Anfield and obviously the classic corner taken quickly, Origi happens. I remember we were watching that game and we were like, before the match, you were like, you just had this feeling where you're like, they're going to do it, aren't they? It's just something about it's the fact it's at Anfield, Liverpool. We were sat watching. Yeah, it, we were like, we? I don't know why. I just feel like they're gonna. F- it up. We we both just said they're gonna do it. Yeah, we we sat there. We went nowhere. Liverpool actually gonna do this, and then they did. Um, I, I've never seen I've never seen a, a crowd turn so quickly from people being there being like cheering on the fact that Liverpool are going home to just like four Liverpool fans going absolutely Our mate nuts was a Liverpool fan. A and I don't think from about like the 60th minute onwards, I don't think he said a word. He was just in some weird state <laughs> of shock. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. Like, what am I watching? Going back, I've just remembered something. I've just remembered something about that AC Milan-Liverpool game, the three-all, the Istanbul comeback. And I've remembered... Do you remember Kaka's through ball? Oh, that, oh made that unreal pass. Oh boy. Where how he plays that at a Champions League final. As, as soon as that happens, you must be sat there thinking they've won this because they've just got too much quality. If he's able to do that on the biggest stage, and then they somehow go yeah, and throw yeah. it. I just thought I'd mention it because I remembered it's it, and so I was like, do, do you know you what? You hear the commentators talk about like defense splitting passes. That was a team splitting pass. Oh yeah, it took a whole <laughs> team out of the game. And we, we mentioned individual performances and Neymar. Shout out Ginny Wijnaldum for that 4-3 Barca game. Oh, yeah. He had an unreal performance. I mean, I like, I like when you have a performance of someone that people doubt and they oh, come yeah. up and do something. Like, I know this is going to sound really... This is going to sound... Big sh- name players, that's like, what I mean. Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, but not from Wijnaldum. No, and it's going to sound so stupid to compare it to it, but I remember him getting a lot of stick prior to the game that he wasn't good enough and that he just didn't do anything. But Mesut Ozil against Ludogrets oh, with that unbelievable performance with that arm, oh, that, that goal. He beats the same man oh. like three times. Unreal. And then doesn't he scoop yeah, the keeper or does, he, or does he do his traditional kicking into the ground? He lifts it over him and then sends two men to the shops. But in the sake of, in the sake of fairness, <laughs> and this is, this is based off the fraud claims against 05 Liverpool, he was offside. We have also gone from talking about like oh, man, unbelievable mate. comebacks in the knockout Ludicrous. stages of the Champions League, <laughs> the ludicrous in the group stage. Like it's a slight difference. I did in... say it was going to be a shoddy comparison. <laughs> I did right, say, okay. it be, but it was it was on the back of people who you wouldn't like. They've either taken a pelt in leaning up to it. Like Wijnaldum wasn't expected to be the starter for Liverpool or anything, and he just performed. I, was it two headers he I got? Think so. And I mean, he's not the tallest of man. No, I, I want to take yeah. you back a few years to what I think might be one of my favourite games ever. Mm. An all-time Champions League classic. Man City 4, Real Madrid 3 at the Etihad. That game was so good. Yeah, that was unreal. So good. I mean, the recent Man City teams have been in some absolute classics and that one's definitely up there purely for two titans going purely at it. You know, that was just... That was just good football against good football. There was no... You couldn't pick a winner. To be fair, that whole Real Madrid run to the final that year was crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, as soon as they won the games, they like it, as soon as they got to the final, you thought they're not losing this. They've just got the mindset that they, they were not going to lose that final. I distinctly remember watching every knockout game they played because I, they played PSG in the round of sixteen. Yeah, in the quarters. Yeah, and, and they, like they looked like they weren't going to win the game. Mbappe was running right, and then somehow they won it. And I just thought, like, I, I have to watch them every knockout tie because they are just going to produce moments of magic. And for every single tie, then, they did. Oh, mate, it was fantastic! Literally, it was, it was, it was 
It was the Ancelotti raise of the eyes. <laughs> it, it, like, it didn't matter what you threw at them. They just found a way to win the game. And it didn't matter how late it was or in what circumstances, they would just win the tie. And it like, fair play. That is one of the best Champions League teams I've seen. Not because they, I, they weren't... I don't even think they won the league that no. season. They might have won Cabo del Rey. But in terms of the Champions League, I didn't think they were going to lose a game. It didn't matter whether they were 3-0 down at half-time. I didn't no, think they, they were going to lose. They still have people like Benzema, Vinicius Jr. But it's not like the best Real Madrid team we've ever seen oh, no. in our lifetime. Nowhere no. near. But no. you knew they weren't going to lose. They just had a feeling. I mean, talking about some of the titans that Man City have and some of the games they've played, do you remember the Man City-Monaco game? Oh, yeah. That was like the arrival of Mbappe, well, that game. Yeah. And Falcao oh, scores a yeah, delicious Falcao chip. rolled back the years. <laughs> Unbelievable game that was. And the year after, didn't they play Lyon? And that was a bit of a belt Because they as had well. that run where you were like, they were just cursed in the Champions League scene. Yeah, literally, you had you had that. They had that run where you think they've got these teams. You know, like they have in the FA Cup, where people accuse them of getting like Wickham in the round of sixteen. Like, all right, okay, well, they've gone on to win the FA Cup, and you thought, well, it's going to happen in the Champions League, and then they just produce these games where it end up being like eight seven on aggregate, and you think, how have they lost? And then you watch the games and you think Monaco have had the game of their lives yeah. and probably won't do it again. I'd say, as, as an Unreal. Arsenal fan, I'm fed up of European draws because we went from years of having Bayern every single year to finally getting Olympiacos and still losing. So, <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about this, Ben. Obviously, oh, no. we, Arsenal got to the Champions League final in 2006 and, and unfortunately we lost. It was, I think, I, I'm happy to admit this. In the public domain, the only time I've ever cried over a game of football. I, I was so excited. Genuinely I was allowed to stay up like well. midweek and shit, ready for yeah. the game. What, what What are your memories of that game as an Arsenal fan? I was a Barca fan at the time. Shut as up, well. you loser! You big <laughs> No one cares. Yeah, muted in the call for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being so excited because obviously, like we'd never seen that. Obviously, we'd had like the league success a couple of years before. But then this one, I was like, this is the moment. Like, I haven't seen a game like this before. And then, at least not that mattered so much. And then we turned up and we get a red card. I was like, why? Why? Oh, mate, it was... Didn't... didn't When he got the red card, though, he fouled... Was it Eto'o? I think he fouled late... And then Ronaldo goes on and scores. Oh, it was it was Ludovic Julie. They called it, it back Ludovic for a red Ludovic card. And he went on and scored and gave the red card, and it was a free kick. And everyone was like, "Can you just give the goal?" I've actually got a but, funny uh, story I've just remembered surrounding that final. Um, so a few years ago, uh, when I was working as a sports reporter and covering Stevenage, I went to watch them away at Macclesfield, and the Macclesfield manager was none other than Sol Campbell. Oh yeah. So I thought, as, oh, as an Arsenal fan, I, I'm going to ask him. About that Champions League final, just purely out of curiosity more than anything. Um, and I, I asked him, you know, when you scored that goal to put Arsenal one up in the 2006 Champions League final, what what were your emotions, your feelings? You know, I wanted something evocative. And uh, yeah. Sol Campbell replied with, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> oh, I, that was probably like, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the moment oh. in the game, wasn't it? Where you're watching, you're like, oh my God, we might actually do it. I, um, I have a friend who, who is... Um, He's good friends with David Dean, who I think was the former yeah. Arsenal vice president. Yeah. And uh, he, he got tickets to that final. And he was supposed to go with his wife at the time. And he'd had a row with her in the day. And he just got in the van and drove to Heathrow. And she called him and said, shouldn't we be leaving? He said, I'm already on the way. <laughs> he, he sold his wife's ticket outside the ground for three grand and sat next to this random bloke for the entire time. Yeah, there's a couple of other things around that final that I, I, I want to talk about. Because obviously, you know, we're 1-0 up late into the game. Remember Henri missed a really easy chance? Oh, don't. Like, it was in it was in prime Henri territory in that left channel on his right foot. You're thinking, just going to put it in the bottom corner. I'm already celebrating. Like... Do- yeah, and he doesn't. It's the one t- one time I'd seen him in that position where he d- I think he doesn't score. And I don't know how he doesn't score. Like as well, like, it goes out for a corner, doesn't it? And there's the photo of him like squatting down by the corner flag. You're like, yeah. oh man. Especially with oh. how, how good he was against Madrid in this the This is semis. the other thing I wanted to talk about. Like, that, we talked about Real Madrid's run to the final. Oh yeah, that Arsenal, Arsenal run is, is unreal. So they, they 
play Real Madrid. They're the first ever English team to win in the Bernabeu. Henri scores an unreal goal from inside Heritage. his own half. Runs through the whole team, pretty much. Go, go to Highbury, draw 0-0. Juventus in the quarterfinals when 2 0 at Highbury, Cesc Fabregas has a blinder at the age of what, like 18, 19. Yeah. Top, top performance. 0 0 away. Then Villarreal win 1 0 at home. And then we go, go away to Villarreal and they get that last minute penalty. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, it's Raquel May. And I. Jens Lehmann saves it. But the amazing thing is, in that knockout stage, don't concede a goal in any game. Don't concede no, a goal. No, that is crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's nuts. And then to, to lose it to Giuliano Balletti as well. <laughs> it's just even it's, you look at that crazy. Arsenal team, and if they won it, there's some of those players, we'd be talking about like that Liverpool team. You're like, how the f- did they win it with them? <laughs> like if Bouet was in that team. Like you've got you've got Henri and Gerard, like your two star men. I'd say the Arsenal one is better. They still have Perez at this point. It's just it's just one of those it's one of those things where you know they could be doing awfully in the league. They could be out of the FA Cup, but if you're on a good run in the Champions League, no matter where you play, you that, could you that could was go the on last and win season anyway. At Highbury and we were you know battling with Tottenham to finish fourth. Like the league season was awful, but that Champions League run was just. That's what I mean. It's crazy, isn't it? It's uh, Henri getting cleared. It's Thierry Henri! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! No more, no less than they merit. Arsenal have been the thrusting force of this tie. Thierry Henri, the gunner Galactico. It is Real Madrid nil. Arsenal won. going, Going back to some of the best runs from teams that you never thought it'd happen. I think one of the, my favourite semi-finals was from two teams that did that, and that's Malaga and Dortmund. That Dortmund yeah. run where they got to the final against Bayern. You're like, Again, though, you real. have to stick Dortmund on fraud watch, two offside goals, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And then again, yeah. like Atletico, to go and get battered by one of your biggest rivals in the final. Right. On the topic of uh, On the topic of Champions League runs... I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk about one specific run, and it was down the touchline at Old Trafford. Jose Mourinho, <laughs> what an iconic moment that is! In 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 the in the long yeah, tweed is. coat and the smart shoes and the suit trousers, and he's legging it down the touchline <laughs> into the knee slide. It's so good. And then they, there's a lot of the whole there. thing. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's passion. I know. That's just passion. I mean, that, port- that Porto run is also so insane. Good. Like, Porto to win the Champions League in any era past 2002 is And they just play Monaco stupid. in the final. Like, shouldn't... That's not a normal Champions League final. No, what a final. What a final. <laughs> what a final. Some <laughs> random FM when 20 you, years in the future said... shit that is. Literally, Hertha Berlin versus yeah, in Ludogrets. When you um when you said a run down the around lo- down the wing at Old Trafford, at first thought I thought you were on about John O'Shea, Megan, <laughs> Lewis Figo, and I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, if that was me, I'm dining out on that for the rest of my career. Anytime anyone said anything, yeah, I'd be like, I'm well, I'm the guy who made Figo, mate. Sharp. He has. <laughs> I think one of the best runs in a Champions League though is that messy goal at, at the mm. Bernabeu. Oh yeah. With the Busquets with a little and layoff, then and then he just, just goes past like five people in. and starts to pass. So casual. Oh, he just rolls it in the corner. The header in the was it the 09 final as well, where he's leaning. Oh yeah, all, yeah. all the way back, and he comes still off. gets there. Takes the boot off. Oh. Speaking of like individual individual performances, obviously you got like Messi and Ronaldo who are just the goats. But who do you reckon like the biggest Champions League player is in that like one game moment? I know I'm going to sound biased here, but Gareth Bale. I was going to say Sergio Ramos. Yeah, it's, Ra- it's Ramos or it's Benzema for me. I mean, Bale. No, you're wrong. He scored like that, that overhead kick is insane. Yeah. But like Ramos, obviously captain in most of the, the finals he played, popped up with goals when you needed him, absolutely sent Salah to the hospital for the good of the team. Like the man yeah. will do what it takes to win. I mean, David Villa also was a pretty big game player in a Champions League. I mean, what he did in that. It went, you know when Barca beat United, beat United at um, Wembley, it, you know, it? was it 2010? Where they had, uh, yeah, yeah, where, where they had the, arguably the greatest team of all time. And I remember David Villa having a sensational final. Yeah, he scored an absolute goal. beauty. So oh, he does. 
I mean, him and Pedro just looked unplayable in that game. And yeah, like like this, we say on this podcast, no, they don't really no. get mentioned enough. And they were unplayable the that game. That I think needs to happen more often. And I know it's unrealistic, but it was just fun anyway. Do you remember the COVID year when they played all the knockout games in the final in the space of like two weeks? That was so good. So good. Wasn't wasn't the Atalanta PSG game like seven six on aggregate? <laughs> no, because they didn't do aggregate. Stupid they like one that, game, and... didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I remember just being stuck in the house. Like obviously we couldn't go outside, whatever. No, it was it was I like we were on Zoom for most of this watching what we were German like, League Champions League football back to back was so good. There was the City game when they lost to Leon. Remember that? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm all about. That was nuts. Barca, 8-2, 7-2, whatever it was. I lost count in the end. Unreal. That was... Do that more often. 8-2. have all the Champions League knockout games in, like, space of two weeks in one place. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Leipzig beating Atletico Madrid. And Tyler Adams scored, didn't he? Mate, Mate that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, bring that back. UEFA. Bring that back. No, we said if that's if you could make one change to the Champions League, is that the one you're making? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that would be the one change I'd make to the Champions League. Just like a festival of football every year. All the knockout games in a month. They're all played in one city. Do you want to do it in a city where there's like two stadiums? So you could do it in like Manchester or Madrid. You can have it at like alternate stadiums. Imagine it in London. Yeah. Oh, UEFA, come on. UEFA, come on. You set up like a massive fan village. Like, oh, please, UEFA. Please. That'd be unreal. Please. It'd be so good. Is it all, you've, all you've done there is generated the amount of money a World Cup does. Yeah. Do it like a World Cup. It'd be so much better. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch the knockout games. Uh, sorry, watch the group games and then wait like three months for the knockout games. Just, I'll happily wait six months. If you do all the knockout games in the space of a month. Oh, yeah. On top of that, I don't want to be watching Nations League right now. I'd rather be watching <laughs> 15 in knockout yeah, games. Or if you're going to do the Nations on. League, do something stupid like winner stays on. F*** it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to remove a player every yeah. five minutes. I do want to see the penalty shootout. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing I love more than a goalkeeper penalty. Like, what's his name? Is it Adrian? Not in the oh, yeah. Champions League, but when he did the, the, the glove throw. throw yeah, the oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, that's man. the most like that's the hardest thing I've ever seen. He takes oh, him off on a... the run up, but want... I want to see managers taking penalties. Ooh. Oh, my god, yeah! Ooh. I want to see Ancelotti score turns the only thing to Frank the crowd. Like... Good. <laughs> Matt Frank becomes incredible. <laughs> oh, man, you'd be you'd be <laughs> like dying to sign the likes like Gerard Zidane as your manager. Little <laughs> 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 Guardiola Panenka, come on. <laughs> Kevin Keegan gets gets the job of PSG you manager. Think Arsenal's not going for that beautiful chip down the middle with his shiny shoes. <laughs> toe poker like oh, school shoes. would have a chance. <laughs> school shoes make penalty shootouts, but you've got to wear shoes from class. No, I've got it. I've got it, boys. I've got it. Manager penalty shootout, but you wear school shoes and you have to use the inflatable air floatable <laughs> shoot ball. Yeah. shoot ball. Give me that right now. That's what I want. Yeah, the ball. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Roberto Carlos oh, would be spanked. Imagine when you wait for rock up at Adidas. Oh. They're like, right, we want you to make us a Champions League ball, but it has to be one that you'd like, buy from Wilkinson's, for example. <laughs> Just give us an air floater but with the Adidas logo on it and the Champions oh, League. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Bumbro is back. Very good. Well, that, was a, that was a lovely wonder uh, down Champions League memory lane. I really enjoyed that. Oh, Apart from nice. the 06 final. Didn't enjoy well, it. Well... We'll get over it at some point. We might, we might get back there one day, you never know. Anyway, shall we Shall we end the episode with a quiz? I suppose we can. I am not in charge Always. this week. I'm, I'm handing over the reins. Mr. Martinez. Yes, I gave you Fat Corner, so I take over the quiz. So, Fat Corner's on a three-episode loan deal, is it? Yeah. The quiz this week is a nice simple game, a nice little pub game that we've uh, all played before, and that is higher or lower. Oh, um, okay. Simple little rules for you. I'm going to give you a player uh, to start with, and I'm going to give you their international caps. I'm going to give you another player afterwards, and you just got to tell me whether you think their caps were higher or lower than the player before. Oh, Wooly, we're going to stink. I like this, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> gonna I've got it straight away. <laughs> oh, you've, no. both got, you've both got... Do you want three lives or five lives? 
Three lives. Yeah, we'll Big do classic. Three yeah. lives. Three lives. rattling through, Chris, don't you worry. <laughs> three lives. Right. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's six what? lives, mate. Let's go to team up I'll again. You, because of the order of the players, I will give you a coin toss. So, Dan, give me heads or tails. Heads. 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 He's gone with I heads. Just, I just heard him flip that coin as well. I know he's genuinely done. It's never tails, mate. It's you. tails, mate. Woolly, would you Look like to be first or second? Um, you know, back myself. It's the penalties. I'll go first. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I'm about to shank this over the bar. You watch. Uh, right, boys, so... They say seventy percent of the penalty shootouts where the team takes first, the, the they win. So you know, oh, it has to be the thirty percent. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Your starting player is Gary Cahill with sixty-one caps. Okay. Right. Your next player. So this is higher or lower? Alex Song. Oh. Ooh. It's oh, it's got to be higher. So you think higher than than sixty one? You're, you're not. You're just not not calling him up, are you? Yeah, this is the thing. I'm gonna be honest. Your your choices aren't that deep. So I'm gonna say higher. Was it sixty one? So Alex for Gary Song. Cahill. Sixty one for Cahill. Alex Song higher than sixty one. You think? I mean, there's a lot of caps, but... He got 49, it is oh, low. No, really. no. He got shanked oh, over I... the bar. And the, the worst shit. thing is... <laughs> I, think, I think you've set yourself up for a stinger here. Right, oh, so... Boy. Down to two lives. So, Dan, you had Alex Song with 49. Yeah. Your next player is Robin Van Persie. Higher or lower? Ooh. <sighs> See, I want to... He's got to have more, surely. Gotta have go more. With... Yeah, I'll go. I'm, I'm, hang on, he hasn't he got like forty same goals as that national team. Yeah, I'm going more. Right. So Dan's going higher. Robin Van Persie, hundred and two. Yeah, it on. is correct. Ooh. Back to Benjava Willyaina. So right, I've got the manager stepping up in a minute. I'll be fine. Your next player, <laughs> Arsenal faithful, Per Mertesacker. Higher or lower? Oh, this is going to be a tight one. This. Uh, I'm. I'm. My instinct is lower. Lower I than think he was always good for Arsenal, but I think there was there was usually better for Germany. Lower than 102. Per Mertesacker has got 104. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yes! I'm having a stinker here. Oh, he's down to one life already. Wait, you sure you don't want five? Did he get 104 caps? Mate, you sure you don't want he's five a regular. Lives? He's a regular. 100%. I knew we had some. Are you sure you don't want five lives? Because I've got a lot of players here. Ed, let's do five <laughs> lives. We'll be out in a minute. All right, we'll, we'll, going. we'll do five. Let's right, Dan. From here now. You've got <laughs> you've got Permit to sack with 104. Higher or lower? Lucio. Lower. Lower. I reckon he's got like 70 per- something. Right, Permit to sack 104. Lucio has 100. And five, he's no! higher. No! He's hit the post. <laughs> Lucio, he's hit the post. Right great player. Great yeah, player. absolute baller. Right. Ben. 105. 105 with Lucio. Higher or lower? Tony Cruz. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, this is the nice oh, is. oh, it is. This little group, I thought, is going to be tough to get them. He's going to have 106 or 106 or one lower, I promise you. Now now I'm overthinking it. Like We've had two highers in a row. I reckon he throws in a lower. There was no no thought in this. I've just picked players. 105. (laughs) Have you just picked players? You've had... The last three have had one more cap than the previous one. (laughs) Not just... I was on I was on a list of over 100 caps players at this point. So right, well, that's it's going to be easy then. It's just going to be one more every time. It could be lower. <laughs> no, but he's, it's going to be one lower. It's going to be one lower. I don't believe it. It could be higher. Hey, Dan, do you want to team off again? No, no, no I want to beat you this week. <laughs> um, Personally, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say higher. We see now I'm in a box because I either agree agree with you or I'd go wrong. You'd be like, oh, "I told you to Welcome go to the mind games, my friend." It's my, yeah, the thing is, Willie, I'd rather I'd rather you go with him so you don't have to say if you're wrong. Oh, I told you so. 
Don't give yeah, me no satisfaction. I know, but the thing is, I think it's going to be lower. Say <laughs> it, then say it. Come on. Oh, I don't want to step up. Lower. Oh, it's going to be 106. I beg you, please be 106. It's going to be 106. with 105. Tony Cruz with 106. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> <Yes. But> I quit. <laughs> He's <laughs> oh, so down to two lives. He's done it. Wally, you could still pull oh. off one of the great champions that you come no, back. I'm, I'm leaving it at three. Oh my game. god. Right. I don't want to hear you ever mind about one of my quizzes again. He's done you so dirty. Alright. Dan yes. Manny. Me with it. Tony Cruz, 106. Yeah. Higher or lower? Thibaut Courtois. Ooh. Immediately, I'm thinking lower. And but he's the only. He's, he's surely got to have over 100 caps for Belgium. Is it 106? There's none of them the same in this. Okay. I'm going to go lower. You're going lower. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it'll be many. Tony Cruz, 106. Thibaut Courtois. 101. It is lower. Yes! Correct answer. Come on. Right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm refusing to take the pitch to the, for the second <laughs> half. You, you might like this one, mate. You might like this one. Thiago Courtois, 101. Your next one is Thiago Motta. 101. Hey, come on. This is surely easy. You can't. Thiago Motta's not got over 101 caps for Italy. Nah, surely, surely not. not. Surely lower. Right. Thiago Motta. Lower than 101. He's got 30. This, this, this is bad now because he's brought it back down. There's a lot more leeway. Right. Dan Mountness coming to you with an absolute baller, said no one ever, apart from the two years of his first, you know, first part yeah. of his career. Delhi Alley. Oh. Higher or lower than 30? I think he's going to have more than 30. I think he's going to have like 50 something. You reckon? Well, he's, he would have played in all the nations. Yeah, he's, he's definitely played in all the qualifiers, all the friendlies for like a four, three, four year spell. What was it? 30? 30. I'm going higher. Deli Alley. He's got more than 30, 30 caps for England. I repeat that Leighton Baines has like 40 caps for England. Like, surely. He has 37. Yes. You're correct. Yeah. Not by much. Oh, oh. Not by much. It's fine. They'll count. They'll right. count. So we'll keep it nice and low. <laughs> Right, Wally, back to you. Can I have like Zidane or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not like Sadly, mate, I don't think... This one's, this one's not easy, I don't think. Uh, you've got higher or lower than 37, Luka Jovic. I'm going to fall into the Alex Song trap again. I'm being like, well, you just pick players Surely, surely. I'm going to I'm gonna say... instant. Like, okay, there's no greater danger than playing it safe. Higher. Luka Jovic, higher or lower than 37? He's going to have 30 or like 20 or something like that. He's got like 35, isn't he? He's got, <laughs> he's got 30. <laughs> oh, yes! Is he down to the uh, life or two lives? He's got Single one life. Oh, only need one. Back to you, Daniel. Juan Captavia. More than... Was it 30? More than 30. Yeah. Or less than 30. Oh, see, he... He was good, yeah, but how long but was he around? It's Spain. This is the thing. With a big nation, That's you never mean. know. I'm going to go higher. He's got 60. Well played. Yes. Right. He gets Captavia. I get Luka Jovic. You pick to go first. Right. Yeah, I really swapped the order of the players around. He, just, he wants <laughs> to keep me down, is the thing. Right. Well, you've got... David James, higher or lower than 60? Four. For the sake of England as a nation, I hope this is lower than 60. Ah, nah, 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 nah. I, think, I don't know. He's sharing a lot of gold. You're going, you, you're going lower? It's, yeah, that's the thing is, like, there are so, we've had so many just shit keepers anyway. What was counting me as 60? I reckon it's lower. I'm going lower. Oh, lower than 60. David James. Stay in the game. He has. Why is Mickey three? He's still alive. Oh, oh, boy. It's the only time right. I've ever been grateful that David James has come up in it. <laughs> you know, mate, I promise you, it only gets worse. Mate, Daniel. Robert Snodgrass, higher or lower than 53. <laughs> oh. Um 
Surely he's getting picked a lot for Scotland. Surely he's getting picked all the time. See, I thought Luka Jovic. Then this is the thing: Scotland aren't playing many games. I don't know if Robert Snodgrass. Was... They still have nations. Is it 50... 53. Oh, I'm going. I'm going lower. Ooh. I don't think it'll be by Robert much. Snodgrass. He's got 28. Ooh. Yeah, Jesus. no. Right, okay. <laughs> Willie, I'm sorry for this oh, one, no. mate. Higher or lower, Timothy Weir. Silence tells you everything you need to know. Timothy Weir. Timothy Weir, yeah, the American. Oh, lower. Lower, f*** it. I'm ride or die, lower. Let's go. Timothy Weir, higher or lower than 28. At least if it's wrong, it'll be over. He has 20... Nine. I'll piss it's off. wrong. Yes! Thank you very much for listening to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. We hope you enjoyed our little trip down Champions League memory lane. We'll be back next week with a very special, for the first time ever, in-person episode, which could go horrifically wrong and be the last ever episode. But there's only one way to find out. Go on the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Please follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter as well. It's SWF underscore pod. And follow us on TikTok for some wonderful content over there. Thank you very much for listening. We shall see you next week.